it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'm going to play football. coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long.
and gentlemen of Steeler Nation, welcome back to another episode of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com flagship, flagship podcast, The Standard is the Standard. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, and joined with me always, my good friend, Lance Williams. How's it going, Lance? What's up, sir? What's up, people? Hope you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. I know I'm just waking up from my coma from that chemical that Jeff told you about last week. And I'm back to talk about regular football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that chemical is tryptophan for like the 15th time. And uh, hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know that for once when the Steelers played on Thanksgiving, it hasn't happened in a long time, the Steelers won a football game. Lance, I want to get your knee-jerk reaction. I know it was last Thursday. It's been almost a week. Um, when this game ended, did you say – solid win, just keep stacking them? Or were you kind of like, man, if Andrew Luck were playing, it would have been a different outcome. What was your knee-jerk reaction after the game? I actually said, oh, it's winning football time. It's getting late in the season. Keep stacking wins. But, man, if Andrew Luck was playing, it must have been very different. <laughs> but, but I've learned in watching football for all these years, you do not have to apologize for wins. Get wins and keep rolling. Absolutely, and that's the thing. The Steelers can't apologize for their schedule. They can't apologize for injuries that happen to opposing players. You, hey, you're supposed to win these games. or two games on the road, two games against 500 or sub-500 teams. This has been the bugaboo for the Steelers for a long time. They win the games. The defense has only given up 16 points in the last two weeks. I think that could be camouflaged a little bit. <clears throat> by the Browns being the Browns and the Colts with their failed um, fourth and or failed fourth and goal attempts, two of them actually. I can't believe that happened. As I can't remember the last time the Steelers had held an opponent uh, without points, without a turnover in the red zone. But still, in your opinion, Lance, when you look back on the game, I like to know what you offense or defense doesn't matter. What went right and what went wrong for the Steelers on Thursday night? Well, what went right was obviously the production of the offense, scoring, you know, on your first three possessions. Le'Veon Bell proving to be an absolute workhorse after playing the game on Sunday, coming back and getting that level of usage on a Thursday night. Antonio Brown doing what he does best, absolutely torch people. And that route he rode against, the route he ran against Vontae Davis, I mean, oh, my goodness, that was just pure abuse. And the other thing that stood out to me was with Darius Green making plays, and hopefully they can add that vertical element to the offense. What went wrong was the number 19. If you want to move far and compete, win a division, and possibly compete for a championship, you cannot give up a 19-play drive to Scott Tolzien. And on the drive, they convert three third downs and a fourth down. You know, you cannot let a Scott Tolzien move the ball like he did in that game. But kudos to the defense for the fourth down, uh, the stands and the goal line stands, and also getting a couple of turnovers and starting to generate some more pressure. But the number 19 stands out to me, a 19-play drive against Scott Tolzien. Chew on that, listen. Yeah, it, it it definitely 
this game from a defensive standpoint, you kind of had to you kind of were scratching your head the next day. You woke up on Friday and you're like, okay, they only gave up seven points, but there were a lot of there were a lot of buts in there. You know, well, but it's luck was men, but they gave up a lot of your but that 19 play drive, but you know, a lot of questions left. Uh, they did sack the quarterback three times. I was impressed with the fact that coming into the week. 11 game against the Browns. The Steelers had registered 13 sacks total for the season. And in the last two weeks, they've registered 11. I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing a bad offensive line, you should get after the quarterback. They've done that the last two weeks, almost doubling their sack total. It's impressive to see. And we're going to have to talk about the outside linebacker situation heading into this week with Bud Dupree now healthy. But there's something I want to talk with you about. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Now, this is something you've brought up on the show before. It's something you talk to me a lot about off the air. You got you had an issue with how much they're using Le'Veon Bell, correct? I do. I think they have to watch him. I mean, Le'Veon's a young guy. He's the juice man, indeed. But I think they've got to watch it. Um, I, I think they really need D'Angelo back to take a few carries off of him. I mean, his targets have gone up tremendously. His targets and touches have gone up tremendously over the last four weeks. But it's gone up even more in the last two weeks. And just think of this, listeners. Ben Roethlisberger, I think he threw the ball. I don't have the game book in front of me. But I, I think he threw the ball only 20 times on Thursday and only had 14 completions. Think about that. Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball 20 times or under 24 or under 25 times, I can't think of the last time that's happened. And if it's happened recently, it hasn't happened too many times. So a lot of the usage in this offense, it has flipped itself and it's become a Le'Veon Bell-driven offense. And I think that's largely because they don't have a legitimate number two wide receiver that they trust. I, I get it, and it's working, but they're going to have to take away some, take off some of that pounding off of Le'Veon and, and let some guys share some of those carries. It would be nice if D'Angelo could get back in the mix. Okay, in, I, I disagree with you on the Le'Veon Bell thing. I think this guy is in phenomenal shape. I think that he has basically got himself trained for this. And this is the offense I've been waiting to see from the Steelers. It's, it's almost like a 2005-esque offense. Roethlisberger's stat line, you mentioned, he was 14 for 20 for 221 yards, three touchdowns, 146 passer rating. Very efficient. 
he didn't have to win the game. He made the plays when they were presented to him. Le'Veon Bell had 23 rushes for 120 yards, 5.2-yard average and a touchdown. His longest run was only 12 yards. It's not like he's breaking a big run. I guess, you know, a lot of people, um, he did have four catches, by the way. If you look at your total touches, he was at 27 for the game. I, I thought that was an okay number. I think that's where he should be. He should be anywhere around 30 because he's your best offensive player. He's your most versatile offensive player. And I look at Le'Veon Bell and, and I ask myself, I think back to well, I think back to Willie Parker, and Mike Tomlin made that that infamous comment about we're going to run him until the wheels fall off, and he literally did that. <laughs> but Willie Parker, <laughs> it, they just have a different they they have a different look to it. Like Le'Veon Bell, when he runs the football, very rarely do you see him get hit really hard. He's very good at deflecting the contact um, in the receiving game, and he has gotten smarter with getting out of bounds. I just don't think that the Steelers need to ease up. They, especially this week against the Giants because they're coming off almost like a second bye. If you're going to give the guy 23 carries, and they did give Fitzgerald six carries in the game. But I agree with you that D'Angelo Williams will be a welcome sight back. It's not going to happen this week, maybe the following week. Um, but I, I look at it and say when D'Angelo Williams comes back, they can have D'Angelo Williams in the backfield with Le'Veon Bell split out wide. And that can really cause some mismatches for the opposing defense because when you put Fitzgerald Toussaint back there, it's not nearly the threat to run the football as D'Angelo Williams. And so it's going to be interesting. They've been using more heavy packages. I wrote this on a website when I looked at the looked at the snap totals. I was like, man, they've been using Roosevelt Mix and Chris Hubbard as a as a tight end a lot in the yeah, last two games. Yeah, I noticed that. Surprised. No surprise there. They've been running the ball extremely well in those two games. I don't see any reason why they should stop doing what they're doing. And Ben Roethlisberger should say, look, if I throw the ball 20 times, that's fine. If I complete 14 of those passes and we win the football game, he's not going to complain about that because you know what? In 20 attempts, he's probably not going to get his head ripped off. You throw the ball 40 times, you're going to get hit a lot more. He wasn't sacked against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, so – I understand what you're saying with Le'Veon Bell, but I disagree. I don't think they need to ease up on him. He is the workhorse. He is obviously in phenomenal shape. He had the first three games off because of his suspension. He should be ready for this. They have to keep him healthy. I get that. But you also can't play, as Mike Tomlin would say, you can't live in your fears. I use the air quotes there. Um, So, you I mean, does, does my theory make sense as well for you, or are you still on the lady on Don? Well, let me ask you this. Um, you can answer that question, but what's your ideal number of touches for him a game? No, I, I like the number of around 25. Here's the thing that I, I definitely agree with you on is I like that the number of rushing attempts is at 25 or more. That's what I really like as well that the offense has become an offense that's a lot more centered and catered to running the football. And like you said, it looks old school, where it's an old school offense where they're running the football to set up play action. And so I like that. I, I like that they're running the ball. I just think that, you know, that workload, and maybe they, they had it all mapped out with the thought that, you know, we're going to come back for the Thursday, but we get the mini buy so we can be a little bit heavy on his usage because we're going to get the extra three days of rest and treatment so you get the mini-buy before you go back into Sunday. So I get it. But 
you know, I, I would just like them to watch. But I, but I love the way that the offense has morphed and it's it's shifted away from an over-reliance on Ben Roethlisberger. And even if somehow Sammy Coates catches a ball again and he may not for the rest of the season, I mean, who knows? That's a legitimate uh, question. Will he catch another ball this year? Even if Green emerges, Coach comes back, I still hope that the offense looks like this. Or, or, or you know, I still hope that you know, Eli Rogers isn't getting seven targets or something like that. I hope the offense is still a Le'Veon Bell-driven offense with some sprinkles from A.B., more than some sprinkles, a little twerking, twerking, twerking. Uh, and, you know, you kind of just mix in everybody else as you see fit or kind of how the game flows. I really like the way the offense is looking. I just want them to not necessarily squeeze all of the juice out of the juice man. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with me is you mentioned how the heavy running attack can set up play action, and that is going to be a really big factor for the Steelers in the, in the last five, the last five-game stretch that they have. And if Sammy Coates can get on the field, like you said, make a couple big plays, he's, he's never going to be the Antonio Brown with eight, nine, ten catches a game, um, you know, those short little quick hitters. They try to do that, too. That's just not him. He's so fast and so big. If they can get him down the field, and sometimes even, even if it's just a decoy, it changes what the defense can do. Defense then has to account for him. And that's, I think, what if fans are watching the game a little bit more, a little bit closer, but under, under a microscope, scope, so to speak, they're seeing that a lot of what the offense does is based on how they want to move the defense. So when Le'Veon Bell's in the slot, the defense has to account for him. Is it with a linebacker? Because that's a mismatch. You see Le'Veon Bell in the slot and a linebacker's on him. I guarantee you 99.9% of the time, Roethlisberger's going to throw it to Le'Veon Bell. I called it multiple times. I'm sitting there watching the game with my dad and my brother over Thanksgiving. And I'm like, watch Bell's in the slot. And I said, who's on him? And they were like, oh, linebacker. He's going to throw it to him. Boom, there it goes. It's just because it's, it's just unfair that they put a safety on him. Well, now all of a sudden, or a cornerback, now all of a sudden Antonio Brown, someone else has a little more room to run. If you have Sandy Coates on the other side, it just makes the offense more lethal, the options deeper. And then you throw in Ladarius Green, who looked pretty good against the uh, Colts on Thursday night. It's just another weapon in the arsenal. It's pretty exciting. Um, Here, I wanted here's to get... another thing, Jeff. Go ahead. Here's another thing, Jeff, before we move on. I think that the way they're playing offense, it caters better to their defense. It's it's more, I don't know if they're intentionally trying to center it around time of possession, but the way they're playing offense now with running the football, and that's not to say that you can't control time of possession through the passing game because you can. We've seen the Patriots do it for the last 10 years. But, you know, with this defense, they don't need to play a lot of snaps. And if you're going to force them to play a lot of snaps with the style of your offense, you better be scoring touchdowns. So I like the approach that you're taking time off the clock and this defense doesn't have to play a ton of snaps or, or defend against a ton of possessions by the offense. So I, I, I like this rhythm and I like this flow, and I'm interested to see if they kind of stick with this personality 
moving forward. Well, I like it too. The one thing that pisses me off is when you have a running back, he's averaging 5.2 yards a carry. And at a moment where you have the third and two, you just, just like you uh, said, uh, cater oh, to your yeah. defense. Run oh, the yeah. freaking football. I, I'm sorry. You know, I know on third and short they like to throw deep sometimes, and it works. But there's also times where I, if it could be Roethlisberger, this could be Haley, whoever it is. Le'Veon Bell is averaging five yards a carry. He rarely ever gets pushed backwards. Run the football. I, I just, it, it, it was, I, I can't remember where that happened. I, want, I know it was in the second half. The Steelers' offense. It was in the second kinda, half. It was in the second half. Yeah. It was in the second half, and I think it was in the fourth quarter. This was an opportunity. I think it was around the seven, eight-minute mark where if they convert that, the game is essentially over because they wouldn't have got it back to very late. And if you kick a field goal, you end the game at 24-7 as opposed to – actually, it might have been in the third quarter. I'm going to take that back. It might have been in the third quarter because they didn't get it back for a while after that. And I was thinking the same thing when I saw the play. I'm thinking, this is a terrible play call. It's not necessary. It's too aggressive. And I think I was on Twitter uh, with with friends of the program, Jim Wexel. We're going back and forth just talking about how that was too aggressive and too impatient in that situation. Because if you get the first down by running the football, you can actually go right back at it with a play-action pass on first down. You can go right back to it. I didn't think on that third down play that they needed to do that in that spot. So I think our minds were aligned on that play, Jeff. Yeah, because I, the, the offense needs to realize that sometimes playing keep away is as good as points. It really is. And if you can just have one of those long, time-consuming drives, and if you have a two-score lead, play keep away. Just move the chains, keep the drive going. You might end up having to punt eventually, but if you take time off the clock and you, you string together one of those impressive drives that we've seen the last two weeks, that could be as good as gold because it doesn't matter at this point in the year and where the Steelers are in the season. It doesn't matter if you win by one or if you win by 50 as long as you win the, the flipping game. So I look at it and say that the, the Todd Haley, hopefully, and Ben Roethlisberger learned from that and said, yeah, there's a time to take your, your shot. And then there's a time to just get a first down and live to play another series. So hopefully they learn from that. Now, um, moving on a little bit, we're still staying, staying with Thursday night. Um, anyone that follows me, I, I run the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com Twitter feed. That's at BT Steel Curtain. If you're interested in following us during the games, during the week, it's mine that I, I run. I have been, I wrote an article about this on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com today that I am like the unofficial president of the NFL equals the No Fun League Council. And I kind of created that myself and named myself the president, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. And I just think that, you know, I've always been against how the NFL cracks down on the guys celebrating. Uh, I I never have a problem with dancing. I didn't have a problem with T.O. pulling a Sharpie out of his sock or Joe Horn getting out the flip phone when he, you know, I, I don't care. It's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting anything. I, I did think that when Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson used to score and they'd rip their helmet off and throw it on the ground and the earpieces would fly out and they'd be doing all this stuff, that might have been a little excessive. But like even the stuff that Chad Johnson used to do, 
um, whether it was the resuscitating the football or kiss the baby or, you know, the Tiger Woods <laughs> putt. I honestly, I honestly thought it was all just really entertaining. It made the game fun, and I really hated what they did. Now, with that said, my stance on the, the rules have not changed. I still think they're really stupid. I think that the league is, is going down a path that they don't even need to go down. Um, but still, the rules are the rules, and I think it's time for Antonio Brown to learn to play by the rules. Because if you watch the game closely, he scored, I want to say, it might have been his first touchdown. He and Le'Veon Bell do their little choreographed dance. Well, the NFL rules state more than one player can do a choreographed dance, whatever the official verbiage is, I'm not quite so sure. They get flagged for a 15-yard penalty. It's the next drive that is the only scoring drive of the Colts. Why? They had to kick it short because Chris Boswell, being 15 yards through the back, can't kick a touchback. Jordan Todman, former Steeler, has a 43-yard return, and then it sets up their only touchdown drive of the game. Now, I'm not saying they wouldn't have scored a touchdown anyways, but to me that was the tipping point. And I was like, okay, this is this has to stop. I want to know what your thoughts are because Ben Roethlisberger chimed in on this on his uh, Tuesday radio show on 92.7 The Fan of Pittsburgh. What were your thoughts, though, Lance, about um, – or your thoughts about Antonio Brown dancing or all that stuff in general? First of all, I mean, look, for, for shows, you would like the host to disagree, right? Now, if we were in a production meeting, I'd say, Jeff, okay, you agree – I'll disagree. Uh, let let's figure it out. And let's see how it. You know, we could do the Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, that whole nonsense, or or Max Kellerman and Stephen A. But on this one, I agree 100. percent I love the dancing. The twerking was hilarious. That's some of the funniest SHIP <laughs> I've seen in a long time. The twerking was absolutely funny. And I agree 100% that he needs to stop it. This defense is not good enough to give up a first down and a half on a drive. It just simply isn't. You just can't make it easier for teams to score. I don't know what the percentages are, but I'm sure that offenses have a much better chance to score and score at a much higher percentage on 65-yard drives as opposed to 80-yard drives. This defense needs help, not any type of hindrance. So, to some extent, Antonio Brown is shooting his team in the foot by making it easier for other teams to score, even though he scored a touchdown. So, you know, it's time to stop it. But the other thing that needs to stop is I'm not one for sending salvos and messages through the press. In my opinion, I think Ben Roethlisberger needs to handle all that stuff behind closed doors and shut up. Just pull, just break bread with A.B., pull him to the side and say, look, homie, you got to stop that, cuz. Come on, homie. Uh, if you want to dance, Let's get it on on the sideline. I'll dance with you. Come on, man. We can't go through 15 yards, dog. Come on, man. Just have that conversation. I don't need to hear about it in the press. That's all I'm saying. So I agree with Jeff on both points, but Ben needs to close his mouth, and they need to handle that behind closed doors. And also maybe Tom needs to call him in 
I didn't all handle that. But that's the type of stuff yeah. that raises my eyebrows. It's too much talking on this team. It's too much stuff that I know that I think I should not know. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. And Tomlin is, is very, has said many times that, you know, oh, it is what it is, and I'm really going to talk about it. And I think a lot of fans want to hear him say, yeah, I talked to Antonio Brown, and it's not going to happen again. Um, but he's never said that. Now, this is what Ben Roethlisberger said on his radio show. He knows, referring to Antonio Brown, we all know. Coach Tomlin brought it up yesterday. It is a huge penalty we just can't do. We put our kick coverage team in a bad situation. We can't have it. And Antonio Brown knows that. Those are his exact quotes. I don't think it's too bad, but he's certainly sending a message, and that's something he's done. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he has uh, learned from his head coach, uh, Mike Tomlin, and his coaching staff send messages to the players via the media all the time. And um, Roethlisberger has done it on more than one occasion. You think back to Martavis Bryant last year, uh, Sammy Coates a little bit. Uh, this year, earlier in the year, now Antonio Brown. We'll see if he responds. The, the thing is to me, and Antonio Brown clearly wants the attention. I don't blame players for wanting attention because they are building them. They're essentially, and Antonio Brown is doing this, he's building himself a brand. AB84, business is booming, all that stuff. He's trying to build a brand for himself. That's why he went on Dancing with the Stars. That's why he's on Pepsi commercials. You cannot blame players for striking when the stove is hot. However, Again, I go back to, in my opinion, the greatest showman of my time. And I just, like I said, I was, I'm not as old as Lance. And that is Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. There were so many times that <laughs> he learned that he would just go to the sideline. It was on the sideline where he had the Hall of Fame jacket. Someone put it on him. It was the sideline that Carson Palmer had the Ochocinco patch and ripped it off. It was the sideline that he proposed to the cheerleaders and stuff. All that stuff happened on the sideline, and guess what? cameras were always on him. And so if I'm saying to Antonio Brown right now, I'm like, look, if you want the attention, that's fine. Score a touchdown and sprint off the field as fast as you can. Don't think the cameras won't follow you. They will follow you. And if you want to do a little Irish jig over there, a little river dance like Chad Johnson used to do or whatever the case may be, you and Le'Veon Bell can do a whole break dancing thing, and they'll get it. They'll get it on camera, and then you'll get all the attention that you want, and you won't penalize the football team. So... I don't know. Can you think of a better showman than Chad Johnson? I mean, that guy, that, that guy was legendary. That's a great idea. I'm going to date myself. I'm going to go with Billy White Shoes Johnson. I'm going to date myself. And I know listeners listening to the show are cracking up laughing, but I used to love Billy White Shoes and the dance that Billy White Shoes Johnson used to do. 
And for all our millennial listeners, go to YouTube and look up Billy White Shoes Johnson. But, Jack, man, you're coming up with some great ideas. I, I think the sideline celebration is, is the perfect medium uh, or, or the perfect solution for A.B. And, and I told you about A.B. years ago when A.B. put his autograph on a Rolls Royce. And the guy was <laughs> You know what I said? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Who autographed the car? Uh, at a Rolls Royce is like a $300,000 car. So, I mean, he's a wide receiver. I mean, he's out there alone. He wants the attention. I get it. But I also get that he has to understand that he can't keep penalizing the team and that a nice medium might be him indeed celebrating on the sidelines with the rest of his team. Yeah, because you can't you can't keep getting these penalties, and uh, they haven't been burned. Well, they got burned by them against the Colts, but it hasn't been one of those situations where it's a it's a game changer. And you hope that doesn't happen. Um, let's kind of switch gears here. We're talking about the upcoming game against the New York Giants. Eli Manning, Odell Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard, very high powered, potent offense. This is going to be a great breakdown for you when it comes to the Steelers' defense. Um, They've won six games in a row, albeit against very poor competition. Um, but still, six games in a row. They're considered one of the hottest teams in the league. They're 8-3 and three coming into Heinz Field. I want to get quick just your general feeling about the game. And then, if you want to, you can go right into your defensive key. You know, what's interesting. I watched the Giants play the Browns. I watched them play... Um, I think it was Cincinnati, and I watched them play. Uh, I think the other game I watched them play is they played the Bears. And for all of the weapons that they have, you know, they don't really – I mean, they started using Odell Beckham Jr. in a more diversified way against the Browns. But honestly, when I watch the Giants, I don't come away immensely impressed. I mean, I'm immensely impressed with Odell Beckham Jr. with OBJ. He, he has Hall of Fame talent. He's a ridiculous player. I like Shepard. I like Cruz. But you know, the rest of the team is just not – they don't jump out at you. When I see that they're 8-3, and three, you know, I'm really puzzled because I haven't really watched a lot of them. And so I knew that they were on a winning streak and they were winning these games. But when I watched the games, I'm like, wow, this, this team is, you know, it's really not, it's, it's not really a good football team. And that that speaks to, you know, their points for, point against. They're not beating teams by a ton of points. They're coming back against teams. Uh, I'm just not overly impressed with them as a team. However, I think they're dangerous because, they have a couple of things that can really hurt the Steelers. They have an offensive line that pass protects very well. And they have three solid wide receivers. One who's exceptional, two that are solid. And those are dangerous things for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. But Jeff, why don't you go into the offensive side and I'll come back and break down the defense football, because I want to hear what you're going to talk about. Because when I watched the Giants as well, I think what was most underwhelming 
was their defense. And I'm wondering if you saw some of the things that I saw with kind of inconsistent pass rush. Linebackers not not very dynamic. You know, sort of a, a defense that you can get kind of whatever you want against. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of have an advantage uh, on the website on Saturdays, every Saturday before a game, unless something strange like a Monday night or a Thursday night game, I do a five questions with um, an editor, the editor of the opposing uh, team's website for SB Nation. And so I um, I have reached out to the Giants blogger and I asked him a couple questions about the team in general. And I, you know, I talked about how the defense is really unique. Uh, they're minus five in turnover ratio. They've been getting more turnovers in the past few weeks. Um, They've got a pretty dynamic secondary. Um, their defensive front is pretty good. They're not good at getting after the quarterback. And it's their linebackers that when I look at the film and watch them play, they're just not that great. And so if the Steelers can get to the second level running the football, and that's easier said than done, and they struggled with that in the past. You think back to like the Ravens team, another team that has a very good defensive front. If they can get Le'Veon Bell to the linebackers, they could have a good game running the football. And I think this is a game that if I'm giving you keys or if I'm developing a game plan, I'm looking at this game and I'm, I'm saying that I wouldn't want to test the secondary early. I would actually want to run the football. I would want to hit those intermediate routes, really try to work the middle of the field, kind of soften up the defense, and then start attacking down the field. I feel like this is a game that if Roethlisberger is going to throw it deep a bunch, and you could have one of those games. You think back to those duds he's had against the uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, where Reggie Nelson has uh, two picks and their costly interceptions. Um, I feel like that could happen against the Giants. So I don't think they, I don't think they need to change the MO too much than what they've been doing the last two weeks. The Giants are definitely a better defense than the last two weeks, though, in terms of the Browns and the Colts. But to give you the keys to victory, the first is you don't throw. You can't turn it over. They've done a tremendous job with that the last two weeks. There's no surprise they've won the football game. Don't turn the ball over. You're playing at home. And the second key is keep play keep away. I mentioned that just a few minutes ago when talking about how sometimes just a first down is a good thing. The Giants' offense is based out of the no huddle. They're very fast-paced. They can really grind down a defense. Three and outs will be crucial. You can't do that. You have to think about just – playing as a team, and that's the offense playing to the defensive strength. And then points are never bad. Uh, when you're at home, I would never turn it, turn down points against a team like the Giants. Any lead is a good lead. If this team can perform well in the red zone, which we've seen them do in the past, absolutely, this is, a, this is a team of the offense. This is a game that the offense should be able to shine, in my opinion. And it comes down to the last key is to just use use your stars to your advantage. Not every team in the NFL can say, well, we have a quarterback that is the Ben Roethlisberger caliber. We've got uh, the best receiver in the game or arguably the best receiver and the best all-around running back in the game, not to mention a, a Ladarius Green who seems to be coming into his own. Uh, you've got Eli Rogers who's been playing well in the slot again. They've got weapons, so use your weapons and, and really look at the defense and the middle of the field should be open against these guys. Uh, I don't really – this game, I guess, from an offensive standpoint, doesn't doesn't scare me unless they start turning the football over. And then that, that's, but that's the key every week is don't turn the football over. So, for me, I definitely see a front that 
pretty good at stopping the uh, stopping the run, but at the same time, I don't see linebacker core that's going to be able to get after the passer. So, fix in the run, stay balanced, play action passes. Roethlisberger has to be smart with the ball. Uh, those would be my keys to victory. What did you see on film? To your point, Jeff, in the Chicago Bears game, they were really able to get after the Giants' linebackers with tight ends. They were able to attack them in the seams. They hit them for some big plays in the seams. They hit a tight end for a touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone when they got number 55 on one-on-one coverage. The linebackers are not dynamic, and the pass rush is bad. You know, when you're playing against the Steelers and you have a bad pass rush, they can pretty much get whatever they want. And I, I thought the Bears ran it pretty well against them as well, and so did the Browns. So, you know, when I look at this defense, I didn't come away thinking that the Steelers, if they play decent football, couldn't get whatever they wanted against this defense. I'm not suggesting they're going to score 45 points, march up and down the field, and just rip their heads off. But I think that they can have success however they approach it. And I hope they approach it like they have for the last several games by running the football first, getting everything off of play action. And I would think that with Darius Green, when they look at the field, that they're going to think that they can get their tight ends in favorable matchups uh, against the against their linebackers. Also, Le'Veon out of the backfield it, it, it has a huge advantage against their linebackers. So I, I like the offense going up against the Giants' defense. I think where it's going to be tough is going to be going up against this Giants offense. Let me give you guys a couple of numbers pertaining to their offense. They scored 21 points a game, which ironically is ranked 21st in the National Football League. Yards per attempt, they're 19th at 7 yards. They average 256 yards per game past the ball, which is 12 yards per carry. They only get 3.4 yards per carry, which is 30th in the National Football League, and that's going to be key. And they only average 79.5 yards per game. They've only given up 14 sacks, and that's going to be a big issue, uh, you know, for the Steelers in this game is that the one thing that has shown up on film when you watch the Giants, they do a very good job protecting Eli. But some of that is a function of the offense because they get the ball out really quick. It's a top-five ASR team, adjusted the sack rate. And when you look at their offense overall, a lot of their passing yards comes from yards after the catch. But when you look at the Giants, it ends, it begins, stops, begins, finishes, pauses, break dance, whatever. It's OBJ. I mean, this is an OBJ game. This is this is an Odell Beckham Jr. team. And if you want to win the day, simply put, you've got to limit OBJ. And I say OBJ because you're not going to stop Odell Beckham Jr. I think because they can't run it well, I think the blueprint to really try to get after the Giants is the first half from the Chicago Bears when they played them. They played really good zone defense. And this offense is largely in shotgun, a lot of three wide receiver stuff. I think they'll handle the Giants' running game with seven pretty comfortably. Hard race to play a really good ball. I think they'll handle that. But what you saw the Bears do, they played a lot of two-man, and they had a safety shade over the top of Odell Beckham almost for every route. Now, they're starting to do some different things with Odell Beckham moving him in the slot, not just playing him outside the numbers, 
But this this screen of a cover two man, you know, two man game, cover two two man game. You know, if they're in a lot of cover three, if you get one on one coverage with Odell Beckham against Cockrell and Artie Burns, that's barbecue shit. And you know the ball is going to go that way if you see that. If you see that on Sunday, listeners, if they can catch them in cover three and they can get Beckham on one on one coverage against any of the corners, that's where the ball's going. I expect this to be a lot of cover two in this game. Tackle the catch. That's the other big thing in this game is tackle the catch. You have to get Odell Beckham Jr. on the ground. That sounds very simple, but you you guys know his work because you see him celebrate, kick nets, and do every dance possible, sprinkle in Cleveland, pound his chest, and do it on LeBron. That's because he's ran by a guy. And they couldn't tackle him. So you've got to get OBJ on the ground. You've got to tackle the catch. You've got to be able to handle their run game with seven. And if Shepard and Cruz beat you, and they're very capable guys, then Shepard and Cruz beat you. But you've got to take away Odell Beckham Jr. You've got to limit him because he will wreck your game. So I'd love to see a lot of too high safety looks, a safety shade to him. Uh, and I don't think because of the pass protection, because you have those three wide receivers and Shepard, Cruz, and OBJ, that they can be terribly aggressive in the blitz game. I think they have to pick and choose when they blitz uh, because you know, if you blitz, you got to cover. And there's nobody on that team that can cover OBJ. And they, I think the guys still will probably struggle with Shepard and Cruz. So keep everything in front. Be disciplined in your zones and tackle the catch. And I think they'll have success. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games I was talking to a couple of players, or a couple of players, a couple of my writers for the website. And I said, you know, I could see this being a game where they don't blitz a lot. Think back to week one against, um, you know, against the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins. And let's be honest, Eli Manning is prone to making a really stupid decision at least twice a game and it's just a matter of whether you capitalize on that stupid decision or you know it goes through your fingertips figuratively and literally it's going to be an interesting matchup I could definitely see this game being high scoring I could definitely see it coming down to the fourth quarter but this is where I ask you for your pick and your prediction there Lance Uh, give me a score too how do you see this game unfolding I think it's going to be a close game but I think it's going to be a game that the Steelers win and I think it's going to be a game that they win 28-24. And don't be surprised because the Giants' punish kicker has had some issues in making extra points as well. Don't be surprised if the Giants' field goal kicker or place kicker misses an extra point and you get a weird score somewhere in there, like 28-22, 28-23. But I think the Steelers will win the football game, but it'll be a close one. Yeah, I, I like the Steelers in this game as well. This game does not scare me as much as the next four. I told you that off the air. Um, the Steelers coming off a big, if they do win this game, it'll be a big win. This could be a statement game for them. Um, the games following are typically what are scary for Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin. But I think the Steelers win this game, and uh, I think they actually develop a, a nice lead at some point, but then the Giants kind of come back. They have enough firepower to do so. I'm going to say Steelers win uh, we'll go with uh, 
shoot, I want to say 30, we'll say 30-24. It's going to be within one score, but I think the Steelers pull out the win at Heinz Field at their only, it's both their, out of five games, it's their only home game. They go on the road for the next two. So it should be interesting. It should be interesting if the Steelers can win. They would advance their record to 7-5, and five, and the Baltimore Ravens host the Miami Dolphins, a red-hot team, and if the Dolphins can beat the uh, Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be in lone sole possession of first place. No longer a tie, would be in sole possession of first place in the AFC North and would really be in the driver's seat in regards to winning the division and making the postseason, which it seems like that is the one-way street for them to get into the playoffs unless someone completely falls apart ahead of them in the AFC playoff picture. But, Lance, at the end of the show, I think we give you a chance to chime in or talk about whatever you like. Uh, you have the soapbox. Go ahead. You know, I usually get on my rant, but I, I really don't have a rant. I, I just want to say this to Steelers fans is that you're going to be treated to meaningful games down the stretch. I mean, they can't win two – they can't lose two games down the stretch. They lose two games, they might be out of the playoffs. I think they're going to see some really good football. I think they're going to play really well down the stretch. And – you know, I think they're going to win the division, and they're going to make a little bit of hay in the playoffs. So, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, I mean, the, I agree with you, and I think that if people are realistic and take away, you know, who they're playing, when they're playing, who the quarterback is, plain and simple, this uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers team is morphing into something totally different than what we saw even a few weeks ago. The defense with Three rookies, Sean Davis playing 100% of the snaps. He is the starting strong safety now. Uh, Artie Burns, Javon Har- Javon Hargrave, they're, they're playing good football. The defense is starting to gel. I know they gave up the 19-play drive, and there's been some issues, but I feel like they're headed in the right direction, and that's a good thing. Think back to 2015, they were the same song and dance. The defense sucks. They can't stop anybody. All they do is give up yards, but by the end of the season, they were winning games by their defense. It was their defense that almost got them to the AFC Championship game. All you need to do is get in. And for once, the Steelers control their own destiny. I hope they take advantage of it. Last year, they had that opportunity and choked. I hope that doesn't happen this year, but it all starts on Sunday. So, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next Wednesday, as hopefully we're talking about a, a victory and we start to prepare you for the Buffalo Bills game in uh, week 14 action, actually. It's hard to believe. But thanks, Lance, as always. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. If you listen to podcasts, check it out. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.